0: Episode 79 of the Small Business Startup Essentials podcast, an interview with Keisha McCray, a career corporate manager who started her own business as a career coach. Well, welcome to another episode of the Small Business Startup Essentials podcast, where we'll dive into just the important topics of making that transition into becoming an entrepreneur. And for some, it's that later in life decision that really takes courage to start a new path. Listen into the episodes to either help jumpstart your launch or just get some inspiration for your journey. And tell a friend about the podcast because we continue to grow each week with more new listeners. And so today, very happy to have with us Keisha McRae. Keisha is a career coach and a consultant, a speaker, and a podcast host. Her focus is working with early and mid-level career professionals that are looking for that next transition, that better transition that leads to a more fulfilling career. Keisha can also help you with evaluating your personality assessment, and tweaking your resume if that's needed also. So, so that you transition into that right job the next time is the best job the next time. But before she started offering all of these career transition help services, Keisha spent decades in corporate management in various roles. We talked initially a couple of months ago about her transition out of the corporate world, and she had such an interesting story. I said I just had to have her on the show today. Keisha, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Now, we know that the purpose of this podcast is is to focus on helping people with their transition into becoming, you know, self-employed or a small business owner, things like that. And you made that transition out of the corporate realm to be self-employed. Uh, help us to understand what thought process you had and your desire to, to make that transition out. How did that timeline work for you? When did you start thinking about making the transition out?
1: That's a very good question. So I think... I definitely thought about it, but I didn't have any concrete timing earlier. It was it's all not always, but it was a thought in my mind that, you know what, I, I want to do something on my own, own. So I actually started my company while I was working full-time and just had it on the side. You know, I will definitely grow it over time. But then the opportunity came where there was some downsizing in the corporation. And I saw this as a great opportunity to pursue my business 100% and go after a dream that I had. It was already an opportunity that why I started the business was because I wanted to help professionals be successful and more successful in their careers, especially those that are beginning their career or mid-career, which you tend to feel different pain points at those two areas. And I remember Mm -hmm. feeling them and I wanted to help people be more successful Mm -hmm. faster. Um, So about a year ago, I decided, you know what? I'm going all in. And I was willing to bet on myself and bet on this opportunity. And I saw it as an opportunity. I saw it as a chance to bring with me my over 20 years experience in corporate America, um, having changed different roles, lived in different parts of the country, and bring that really 100% to support professionals and organizations and help them thrive.
0: So it sounds like you really had a, a, a high level of confidence here in yourself right yes and in the and in your your potential absolutely were there any doubts (laughs) there's always doubts okay
1: yes there's always doubts so the high level of confidence comes from a couple of different factors it definitely comes from when i said 20 years experience Mm -hmm working um, in corporate America. It also came from being exposed to coaching about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I'd already worked um, internally as an internal consultant, coaching teams, coaching leaders. Mm -hmm. So I was very comfortable in that space. And I really liked that area. And I used elements of that in different positions later in my career. And it also helped that I previously ran a business. So this is my second business. Okay. So, and I felt comfortable at this state in my um, professional career. I had more insight about what tools were out there the second time. And I also, I'm not, I talked to another entrepreneur and they said, you're not in business alone. So I made an intentional decision to definitely connect with other business owners, get involved in the local chamber of commerce and read, learn, read, learn, and just really equip myself to be successful and surround myself with other entrepreneurs and continue to learn and continue to grow. So that's what gave me the confidence um, that I needed to move forward and not being afraid to make changes. I've done that throughout my whole career. So if something didn't work out 100%, what can you do to shift and make a change and learn and grow?
0: So this isn't your first time uh, going about being self-employed. You had something before that like, didn't that didn't work out.
1: It, it worked out, but not to the level that I wanted it, not as quickly. And I've also, I've also, um, did direct sales also. Mm -hmm. And so in the cosmetics industry while working full time. So Mm -hmm. I bring other skill sets around learning, well, how to run a business, how to, stay your mindset stay positive look at the numbers so this time around i'm bringing all of those experiences with me and my toolkit is even fuller so i that's what really caused my level of confidence to increase and once again utilize the resources that are available right right not going out by myself
0: right right and and i i brought up the the first act that you did, not as a criticism or, or anything, but, but it, it's encouraging to me that you tried something and it didn't sort of work out and it didn't stop you. No. Okay. And for, for a lot of people, it does. Okay. Like been there, done that, tried it. You know, I don't have what it takes. You know, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, I, 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 I guess you know the timing wasn't right or, or whatever. There's a, a whole slew of excuses or reasons that people can come up with. but y- you didn't let the first time that you know stop you from relaunching the second time, right? And absolutely. and, and for a lot of people, you know it, it, it's okay. They, they can handle it. they, they understand you know okay uh, I tried this and I thought it was going to work out and it didn't and um, or maybe it just wasn't as successful as I needed it to be you know I because some people try some things and it and, and it makes a little bit of money but it's not really what they need to pay the bills you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so um, so that was encouraging to me that that, uh, that you you took your past experiences and and built upon those uh, past experiences to, to you know, relaunch something that seemed to fit better for you. Um, Absolutely. You know, what were your biggest hurdles in your transition out of corporate life?
1: I think one of the biggest hurdles, and I'll try to share two or three, but one that comes up first to me is you don't have access to all the resources that you had in corporate So in corporate, you have access to so many different departments, so many different people. When I'm on my own in my company, I need to identify all of these different resources. And often I'm wearing so many more hats than I ever did in my um, previous career. So that's one hurdle. Um, The other hurdle I would say would be quickly building relationships with people that you may have just met last month or two months or three months. So that's a hurdle. How do you, how can you strategically form um, connections with people in a shorter amount of time? In corporate, you may have worked, I may have worked with a person on a project, we knew each other for a year, or I saw them down the hall um, for two years, we knew each other. And now- I'm meeting someone for the first time. How do you make those connections quickly um, that are valuable connections and understanding which ones are there more longer term versus shorter term? So I think those are probably two of the biggest hurdles. And the third is just um, being willing to adjust when needed and being OK with that. Hmm. And I've shared with another um, colleague, you know, being okay with learning how to fail fast, learn from it and keep moving. Because mm-hmm. as, as an entrepreneur, um, you don't have time to wait or think about it much longer. You have to make the adjustments you need, the learnings and keep moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Right yeah definitely sure so one of the things that you help people with as well is the personality assessment part of of how they can fit into their next role Uh, tell us a little bit more about about that aspect of it
1: sure so what i do right now primarily is leverage their current personality assessments, their strengths. So, different tests like Strengths Finder. Mm-hmm. So, I definitely use that to help them understand first of all, take credit for their strengths, really appreciate what is unique about them and what sets them apart from others in their job search. So often, sometimes um, people may minimize some of their strengths or may not fully appreciate what makes them unique from the next person. So we definitely, I take the time to explore with them what those areas are, what really sets them apart from them and really help them appreciate what are their unique skills, their unique abilities that often come about with their strengths and how do they prefer to work with their personality assessments that does help us understand and helps, helps them understand what might be a best fit for them or a better fit for them, really matching their strengths and how they prefer to work and their personality.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you ever come across somebody that says, okay, I, I, I wanna target this particular sort of um, industry or this particular sort of role? But then looking at their personality assessment, you sort of said, okay, maybe you should consider, you know, shifting gears a little bit. Maybe you should think about not pursuing the avenue that you want to.
1: No, I have not personally experienced that. Um, I would say the when I first was exposed to personality assessments, and I fully support this, is that they are a guide. Mm-hmm versus a box for people. So when I say that, I mean that it is a tool that is useful, but we all can kind of float on that scale. Mm -hmm. So depending on the circumstances, a different part of your personality may show more than others. So just because your personality may be X, and it may not look like this job might be a great fit for your personality, that person may flourish. It just depends Mm. on the opportunity because it is a guide. It Mm. is a preference. And sometimes we can definitely adjust and we can operate at different levels of that scale. Mm -hmm. So Mm. I really support the clients going where they would want to go and what's a good fit for them Mm -hmm. um so i i have not had to tell someone oh i don't think this will work for you because Mm -hmm. of your personality no because i think we each we have a scale we we can adjust
0: oh definitely but that happened to me (laughs) okay Okay. i i took a personality assessment you know quite a while ago and met with a met with a, a coach And, uh, and he said, uh, you know, (laughs) based on the test you just took, um, I really don't think you should go in the direction that you want to go in. And, and he laid it out and he said, this is why. And I took his advice and I didn't do what I wanted to do and it worked out for the better. For me, okay. you know, Good. It, Good. the guy knew what he was talking about and, yeah. and he, you know, he, 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 he saw not just the test results, but when you, when you're talking to people and you can see how they are and their personality and, you know, um, you get to know them uh, after a couple of sessions. And, and uh, so he was right on the money. And I I just didn't, uh, I just didn't know if, if that was ever a scenario that that you found yourself in, or maybe somebody else uh, was in as well. But, but there is truth to that, that, uh, you know, that personality assessment and the results that, that you can crank out um, yep. because they, they structure these tests in a way where, you know, you can't really fudge them. You know, they ask you the same question five different times in a slightly absolutely. different way, you know, and so the, to, to get accuracy out of the results. Absolutely. Um, but, absolutely. But when you, when you come across these tests, it, it, it does uh, show you what your strengths are absolutely, and what your weaknesses are. So are, are you of the perspective that um, it's better to build on your strengths or to build up the weaknesses?
1: I knew that question was coming. I could feel it. I knew it was coming. So I am the person, I, will not, I won't answer the question 100% directly, but I'm of the, the school that you do both. It's Anne. It's not one or the other. I and if I had to pick one over the other, I would definitely lean more on your strengths.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You let your your strengths are going to lead the way, has been my experience, um, very strongly. But be very aware of your weaknesses and definitely address maybe the key ones. And that's that's what I do personally. Mm. And I also provide that type of support to my clients. We, we don't shy away from the weaknesses. We address the weaknesses, mm. but we definitely maximize the strengths.
0: I noticed that, you know, well, it's in your LinkedIn profile, but you worked up the ranks through uh, corporate management and had uh, various roles. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you sort of rose through the ranks and how that went for you, what what you sort of experienced each time you had uh, a, a better position, so to speak.
1: Yes, um, so I would say for me, my experience is, as you mentioned, I had the opportunity to change jobs and grow in my career. Um, to higher levels throughout my career in corporate America. And the steps that I took was really, I tried to learn as much as I could in each role. I really valued mentoring, mentors. I sought out people that I felt were really great mentors to help me on my journey, um, because no one can do this alone to be successful, we need other people, we need to learn from others. What are best practices? And I also valued um, networking. So learning the culture, learning the people, learning the processes. And I was not afraid to change. So my approach has always been um, very flexible and very adaptable. So I could go into new situations, learn pretty quickly and start contributing. So those are the factors that I felt really helped me be successful. And I was open to change. Mm
0: -hmm. Good, good. So as you uh, worked through the ranks and got higher into the corporate management realm, what did you sort of see as you sort of, you know, looked around after each uh, promotional step?
1: What did I see? Um, tell me a little bit more in well, particular.
0: You know, I have experience in corporate management as well. And, and, and you, know, you know, once you get there, you sort of look around and it's like, okay, I, you know, made it this far. And it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Right. Did you have any experience like that?
1: (laughs) Oh, I laugh at that, because when you say it that way, I'm going to say yes. Um, Sometimes it was. When I was in a certain position, different opportunities as well as different challenges, so sometimes there, there were challenges that I didn't expect, and it really caused me to make adjustments, learn from others and adapt pretty quickly. Um, but I would say also moving up in the ranks also allowed me, when I looked around, I could see a lot of um, diverse styles, diverse approaches. So I really appreciate the differences because everyone's path to get there was different. Everyone brought different strengths. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I could definitely see. Um, and so those would be the things that I would call out that I saw the most. And then sometimes I could see some similar opportunities. You know, something that I saw maybe five, 10 years ago, I could see it again, maybe in a different organization. Mm-hmm. Um, so those previous experiences was so helpful as I continue to grow in my career.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you find that the job that was presented to you was not really the job that it ended up being once you got in that role?
1: Yes, I would say that. Um, And it, it varies. And I think sometimes in my current job, I share with others that the job description is not 100% you know, there is flexibility there. So most definitely I've experienced that where the job, coming into the job, it looked one way on paper and most of the job was that, Uh, but the beauty of it is that that job also growed, it had flexibility, it could change. And I actually really like that. So there've been positive changes.
0: Right. And I'm not trying to say that it's always a, a a bad thing that the job ended up being different than what it was presented. But, you, you know, sometimes and maybe uh, a, a lot of times the the snippet that they give you about the job description, you know, <laughs> is is to to attract, you know, people, you know, to apply. And then, yes. you know, once they find out. You know, maybe what your skill sets are, the job is very different based on your different skill sets. So sometimes it's a good thing, right. but sometimes it's not a good thing, right? Absolutely. And and so, as a, a career coach, I'm asking these questions because as a career coach now, you know, I'm I'm sure you've had plenty of experiences with different roles and and different expectations, in in. And you can apply what you've been through in the past to help people work through their transition now for their future, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You're 100% right. I would say my experiences have been invaluable with being able to relate to my clients. Mm -hmm. I can remember being brand new into a corporation and not knowing maybe more than one or two people in the group. And how do you distinguish yourself? How do you contribute quickly in an organization? And I've also been that person, what you just said, you change roles and you're in the same company, but you're in a different group. How do you make that successful transition? Or it's time to make that leap out of where you are to something brand new and how to be open to those possibilities so absolutely i'm able to pull from my past experiences and share those with my clients
0: and what's been your experience with you know different corporate cultures
1: um so i would say my experience has been i was with uh, my previous employer for the majority of my professional career but in that company was different cultures. So there's Mm -hmm. different businesses, subcultures within one large culture. Mm -hmm. Um, So my experiences have been um, very positive. And I would say also in my professional career, I've had the opportunity to take different training that included multiple corporations together or be on a project or on a professional group um, and I would just say one in, in particular would be a supply chain professional group in the area, and there's different companies represented there. So I've had a chance to see what other companies uh, may provide in their culture, and that's been very helpful to learn what others are doing and, ha- and have done successfully and vice versa. I've been able to observe when there there has been challenges in different companies and cultures as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So my wife and I made the transition down from upstate New York to Virginia a few years ago. And you're in the North Carolina area, right?
1: I'm actually from South Carolina South originally, Carolina. Okay. but I live here in Virginia
0: so the the virginia culture uh, the virginia lifestyle the mentality is very different than upstate new york let me tell you and my my brother uh told me it was going to be and i just couldn't conceive what that really you know meant at the time before i made the transition down but definitely a big culture difference in in lifestyle and mentality i mean uh everybody waves to everybody down here you know in Virginia I mean you even you know you're, you're driving along and strangers are waving to you as you're driving by you know it's it's and it's, and it's almost like a race to see who's gonna wave first you know me or them you know because <laughs> I like love it. it's it's true i mean so you know the delivery guy or the ups guy drives by he's not even stopping in my house and he's waving to me you know and so so i i really enjoy that you know everybody's so friendly down here right but but um but the culture in uh, uh, it can be different geographically as well as you know corporate culture Right. As well, right, and, and so you, you, you just said that you experience different cultures within the culture, right? Because Absolutely. because you know there's a department culture and there's a corporate culture. There's uh, maybe a small group uh, within the department that might have a you know different sort of perspective or mentality or or belief system or whatever, right? And Absolutely. so so how can you help people with their transition? Uh, as well when it comes to maybe where they are geographically or or to understand what they're getting into with corporate culture?
1: Sure. And that is a really good question, um, I would say, and it's so true. So for me, I would say for clients and people that are considering a change, and that change has to, will include some type of cultural change, an element of it. I would definitely recommend that they first do some research about that company, that culture, and identify people that they know that work at that company or people that know other people that work at that company. And LinkedIn, as you mentioned earlier, is a great resource to help there. With finding out who are your who are your connections that know people at that company or that work there, so I would invite those clients and those people to spend some time understanding what is the culture and talk to more than one person, because my perception of the culture may sound different from yours depending on where I'm sit, where where I'm positioned within the organization, within the group. So I would definitely recommend spend some time talking with people, understanding, read some more about the company, read about the area, what you said about Virginia. Mm -hmm. You can get a good pulse on the area, too, online. Um, I personally, sometimes when I go to different cities um, to travel or even, even for vacation, I enjoy listening to the local news whether it's once, one day during that trip, just to get a feel for the area. So do some research about the culture. And if you're coming from a different culture, really take the time to understand the culture and appreciate what's there because that is the culture of that area. So Mm -hmm. take time to understand, appreciate, and make some connections because people appreciate being appreciated
0: sure sure so do you think it's okay to um to reach out to other people of the the company that you're prospecting in advance to ask them questions or i mean is that appropriate or or not
1: absolutely appropriate
0: mm-hmm. okay absolutely and What I've done in the past is to sort of look at Glassdoor as a resource. Is that
1: absolutely
0: and any other resources that you can think of to you know to sort of do some research on the corporate environment?
1: Yes, so Glassdoor, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's a great resource, Indeed is a great resource, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is a great resource. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are probably my top three that I go to first. Um, So those would be the ones that I would recommend first. And then there's other tools out there as well um, for salary information. But those three will give you a good glimpse about the culture and spending some time on the company's website. There's some information there also.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, Keisha, this has been great to to, uh, connect with you again and to talk about um, what you do and how you do it. Uh, If somebody wanted to get a hold of you and, uh, you know, make uh, use of your services, how what's the best ways they could get in touch with you?
1: Sure. So I am on LinkedIn. So you can find me, Kaisha McCray, on LinkedIn. Also, my business is Growing Perspectives Career Consulting. And that's also on LinkedIn. So you can find my company or myself on LinkedIn. I also can be found on Facebook and Instagram. So those are the three ways and my website. So you can simply Google um, www.growingperspectives.com. And I would love to hear from you and stay connected with you.
0: Great, it's growingperspectives.com. That's, that's great. Thank Ke- you. Keisha, thanks again for taking some time today to you know help the listeners understand how you made that transition out and how you can help others make that transition in.
1: You're welcome and thank you for having me. It was my pleasure.
0: Well friends, that about wraps it up for this episode. Please click on the follow or subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And uh, don't forget that I have some free resources for you at tomclaremont.com resources. Uh, we also have uh, an ebook of the month club where we could send a free ebook right to your inbox each month that focuses on the small business uh, development process and how you can get started having your own small business. And I always like to say uh, when I end these episodes, stay encouraged, follow your dream, and don't give up.